Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Booth Besties VO 101. The goal of this series is to provide current and credible information to folks who are newer to the voiceover industry and want to learn more from pros who know. There's so much information out there. Man, it can be overwhelming. We want to ease those feelings. Each week, we have a new topic and occasionally a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. You can submit your questions through our website, boothbesties.com, or our Facebook group, and we'll do our best to include them in our discussions. Quick bit of housekeeping, in order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered as we can, we're going to keep the hand raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open. This week, AB is going to monitor that chat. And without further ado, we're going to start with our own VO pro, NJ. Over to you. Hey, everybody. Thanks, JT, for the intro. And yeah, oops, on the <laughs> our intro song, I wasn't expecting uh, bleeping. Anyway. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. So today we're going to talk about socializing your branding, using you and your VO business and how to incorporate that into your social media. Um, so for many, just saying social media can cause eye rolling or cringing or just overwhelming anxiety. But what we really want to tackle today are how each of us use the different platforms and also kind of what's working for us. So I'm going to start because I love social media, but I preface that by saying that I also make my social platforms lean towards what makes me happy. Uh, I assure you, if I didn't do that, then yes, like many of you, I would most likely find myself hating it. Um, it's very easy to find your feed suddenly filled with debate and conflict and ugliness, and most certainly um, during political times. For me, though, I intentionally, and I give you permission right now to do the same, is to mold my feed to bring me joy. And, and, and what that means is accepting connections that I feel good about when I review their content, and this is on any platform. Uh, it means unfriending, or if you're not comfortable with that, you absolutely can just unfollow people uh, and businesses that generate content that makes you feel icky, right? Um, and the good news is, and I, again, my experience, I've been doing social media a while, and I've, I've had a really good traction over the last um, two years, is that often these profiles have four, 500 plus, even thousands of connections and followers. And let me tell you, there is very little chance they're going to notice or care. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Most of the time, a lot of these platforms that have open uh, public profiles, they're just trying to get followers. You know, that's just it. And you're just one of many. And if they're not bringing you joy, if it's not cultivating a really motivational, inspirational, educational feed for you, make the choice. I'm empowering you today. That's what I love to do. I'm empowering you. I'm giving you permission to unfollow, unfriend, disconnect, cultivate that feed to make you feel good that you want to engage with social media, that you want to be a part of it. The way most platforms work, generally speaking, is the stuff you click on or comment on tells the algorithm that you like it and you want more. Um, <laughs> this happened to me a couple of weeks ago 
be warned um, from personal experience. If you look at a half-naked picture of J-Lo for even a second too long, uh, fully expect your feed to then be filled with half-naked pics of J-Lo. So <laughs> that's just be warned. That's how, uh, yeah, the algorithm is really fun. And I'm sure many of you have experienced where you have told someone in your house, you know, oh, I really would love a piece of pie. And the next thing you know, your feed is filled with uh, local pie companies and it's weird. But anyway, so, um, all right. I don't want to waste any time. Let's hop into the discussion of different platforms. So Facebook for me and, and JT and AB will jump in here, but I'm just going to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, for me, Facebook is the friends, family, and coworkers platform. It's a place where I'm sharing silly stories about my life, um, places I'm traveling, the kids, because uh, I do enjoy making fun of my children. Um, and then with a sprinkle, I mean a sprinkle, a dash of voiceover talk. And the reason why I liken it to being like a Mary Kay or Arbon or AB, what was the chef one? It's we Panther can't Chef. Oh, pa- thank you, JT. Pampered Chef. So, so these kind of tiered selling things, right? My friends and family, they know what I do, right? If they need a voiceover, a voice actor for a project, they'll let me know. Um, I've said this uh, in, in, in TikTok videos and on Instagram. Um, for me, I don't sell, sell, sell on Facebook because it's unnecessary. Um, if you take nothing away from this discussion today, please think about why you're posting. Meaning, if you're talking about your favorite, you know, pick a thing, um, your favorite jar of pickles, you want engagement. You want to start a conversation. And again, this applies to every single platform. If you, and I'm staying on Facebook for a minute, if you're only posting booked it, and I'm not being ugly, I'm just explaining how this works. I have nothing to say to that. You know, if you need a validation post, and again, I'm, I'm, I say guilty. No, I don't feel bad. I have shared, oh, I got this new client or whatever. But, and you have those moments. But my point is if you're constantly, if you're, if, if, if you're only able to come up with, I booked it or here's what I do. I have nothing to say to that because I already know. Um, there's no engagement. You're not asking me a question. You're not starting a conversation. Uh, for another example, if you're only posting videos about tips and tricks for VO beginners, that doesn't apply to me. So really be conscious of who your audience is. None of us like to be hit over the head with a pitch every day. But remember when on Facebook specifically, there's a good chance that your community is mostly VO, family, and friends. So we're doing what you're doing and asking to get business from your family, friends, and VO community, I, you know, it's kind of fruitless. Um, so how can I help you? So how can I take all this cri- sort of a critiquing and give you some guidance? I don't tell people what to post. However, I would have you consider these five um, post generators, topics. Does your post motivate, educate, challenge, inspire, or entertain? Okay, if it doesn't do one of those things, 
then not sure why you're posting. Um, if you've known me even a minute, you will know I am not a cat person. If you are posting the picture of your cat in your studio, again, that is great. But does it motivate, educate, challenge, inspire, entertain? Does it start a conversation? No, like I'm just, I'm probably going to keep scrolling or be like, oh, there's probably hair in your studio. And then that's all I got. So, so coming down from my soapbox on any platform, you want to be mindful of your audience. What is my, what is the purpose? What is the point of making a post? And I will tell you what it should be is to start a conversation. You want people not just hitting the like button, the thumbs up button, the heart button. You want them to be like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you about the time this thing happened to me. And then the other person jumps on and, and you're building engagement and that increases your reach. And that applies to all platforms, but specifically to Facebook, it's usually your fellow voice actors and family and friends. Um, okay. So JT, I'm going to hop over to you. I don't have, I only use Facebook again, family, friends, and usually colleagues. You have a business profile or do you still have that? Um, I do still have it. I don't think I've looked at it or posted on it in probably close to two months. I don't know. I think the last thing I posted was um, when the cereal commercial came out and that was a while back. Do um, you find you're generating any, you know, do you get traction? Are you finding for yourself that you're booking jobs or the casting directors are stopping by or that no. the, the decision makers are coming there? No, I actually tried to close the page and it's still there. So Facebook let me down. Uh, it was just, it was a lot of extra work and I end up just sharing what I post on there. Like if it's something cool, I end up sharing it on my personal page and that's where I get engagement. So no, there's, it's extra work and there's no return. And I, I think we even find that really on, on the VOBB Facebook page versus the group. Like in the group, we're talking about things, we're engaging with people. And we're not just talking about what's coming up next on Clubhouse. We're talking about other voiceover things and, and life things. Like people are getting together and talking about, um, yeah, accountability things. groups. Yeah. Accountability right. groups and different things like that. Yeah. Building community. Okay. Yeah. Now, AB, you were avoiding Facebook altogether for a while. Uh, is that still true or have you kind of found your way back? <laughs> I have a, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. I love what John Wood put in the comments. He said, Facebook is for my tribe, not my targets. And I, I love that. And that is how I think of Facebook as well. But I, the way that I kind of have managed using Facebook, because I have a, I guess I kind of have an addictive personality and I'm addicted to helping people. And so I was always in these Facebook forums and groups and commenting and and, you know, there'd be 75 other people commenting, but I felt like I had to post something and it really, it, there's no uh, real benefit to that at the end of the day. And I found I wasn't having real genuine connections with people and that's what I was craving. So I, um, I use it for the VOBB group and I get in and I check the notifications for that every day, a few times a day. And, and I engage there and I enjoy that. That feels like a place where we're building real genuine community, a tribe, right? But otherwise, um, I post something for my family and friends occasionally, but I text and Marco Polo and, and chat with my family and friends in real life 
I mean, I guess Marco Polo is not real life, but it feels like it, right? So Facebook doesn't feel like something that I necessarily need for my business. I have a business page as well. It's set to automatically post what I post on Instagram to my Facebook page. So occasionally things will post on there, but there's very little engagement and it's all from people who are already friends with. So it does feel very pointless. Okay. Yeah. And guys, again, we talked about there's so much information and you feel overwhelmed and you're like, I'm just trying to, you know, just further my career. And now I'm, you're telling, you know, now I got to use all these platforms just to AB's point and even JT's point. Don't take all of them on. Don't, if you, if you're not in a position where you can actively participate and be present and, and be posting regular, well, I say posting regularly, whatever your regular is, that doesn't have, that doesn't mean every day. So let me be clear on that. But let it go. Like guys, we have enough stress in our life. We've got enough anxiety. We've got enough. We're trying to work other aspects. So just pick one, pick two, pick three, but be able to maximize, capitalize on what you're sharing there. And if not, guys, let it go. Um, let's, let's wrap this up because AB, you made a great point. One of the pros of using Facebook um, from a voiceover standpoint is there, there, there are a lot, I would argue too many, uh, community groups. Um, these are really nice. But I have also, like I mentioned earlier, gotten to place where some of these groups simply did not add value to my life or my VO journey. And I left. And guess what? Nobody cared. <laughs> I already just have this, even still, I have a laundry list of Facebook groups. But again, when you look at what their content is, when you look at what is being posted. And just like AB said, it, there's this compulsion to be like, oh, they're new. I want to share. But oh my gosh, I, I need to not be using all my time getting lost in, you know, mentoring, consulting through these Facebook groups. And, and so again, you have permission, guys, just because you're invited doesn't mean you have to say yes, just, you know, like your mother told you, just because the other kids are doing it doesn't mean you have to do it too. So pair back, find the ones that are working for you that, that again, add value and stay with those and let the other ones go. JT, do you have any comment on Facebook groups? Yeah, I've done the same thing recently. Um, I was invited to, to groups that were semi-relevant, um, but then the group itself just never really went anywhere. And I would occasionally get a notification in my feed. And if it's not a group that I know and I'm interacting with, it's just clogging up my feed. So I probably cut mine down to four or five groups that I'm in and that's it. And that's still a lot if you think about it. I mean, that's still a lot. And I'm I'm probably in more. Where I found Facebook groups the most helpful and considering the, the bulk of um, who we're talking to with the VO 101 was at the beginning of my career when I was the one seeking the knowledge. And I'm when I go and research something and want to learn, uh, I want to have at least three or four sources so that I can decide where the truth is, right? Because there's so much opinion out there and there's so much bad information out there that joining several Facebook groups felt useful then because then I could kind of look at if I'm posting a question in four different Facebook groups and I'm getting the same answer in all four groups, I can rely that, that that's probably pretty good information. If I'm getting 
vastly different information. Like if I was to ask, what's the best microphone, I'd get, you know, 3,500 different responses. And um, so that was when it was really useful for me. And I think that there, there comes a time when you recognize that you've shifted from being the questioner to the answerer, and that's good. And you give back, but you have to find a balance that works for you. I yeah. like that. Balance is important. The other thing I've noticed lately is I spend more time just kind of scrolling through my feed, taking in everybody else's posts and information. I don't post a lot myself anymore. And my my list has shifted heavily probably in the last six months. Um, and so my feed has shifted as well. And I've tried to not comment on things as much if I don't know you well enough to comment. You know, like I'll like something, I'll love something, I'll laugh at something. But if I don't have anything actually valuable to add to the conversation, just don't comment. I've had, I I had to take off uh, a person I had to unfriend because they would comment on every post I made. And a lot of the comments were, I don't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who this is. Then just don't comment, please. Like, it's very simple. <laughs> that post was not intended for you. So if you don't have something to add, don't feel like you have to because you don't have to. Yeah, there is just a lot of pressure to feel like you need to be just so active on social media. But again, to my point at the beginning is what is your purpose? You know, and who are you talking to? Um, again, usually on Facebook, I'm in a place I try to just entertain. You know, I, I, one of the things I don't do, I don't think any of us do is really get down in the, the dregs, you know, just get under a rain cloud. You know, I've had a couple of, of times where I've, some people have been, two people specifically were just super ugly to me on social media. And it was so kind because other people saw it and reached out to me. And so I did feel like I needed to address that. But again, like I don't live there. I'm not going to stay under the dark cloud and bring all of you down with me. And so uh, there's a few times where I kind of share more kind of, um, emotion, you know, a little more emotional, personal things, uh, post, but yeah, for the most part, I try to keep it light and fun. All right, let's keep going. Um, Instagram for me, Instagram is similar, similar to my Facebook feed, not quite as personal, but because that account for me, I let Instagram be public then there is a chance that folks may not know what I do as far as VO. And therefore, I try to strike a balance between the funny, the family, but then also sharing voiceover stuff. Um, so because, it's yeah, I feel like it's just kind of my middle ground. I don't share everything um, that I share on Facebook. It's sort of kind of my convergence of the two. Uh, this is a platform that I'm also mindful of hashtags. I almost never hashtag on Facebook unless it's to support what I posted and it's funny and you have to like read the hashtag, but it's not like I'm trying to get noticed with the hashtag. Whereas on Instagram, I'll be more mindful of hashtags. Um, I, and to be clear, I don't claim to be a hundred percent an expert on any of these. These are personal experiences and things that have worked, but I'm also mindful of tagging people and businesses. I also admit I don't have a strategy when it comes to posting on Instagram. There are Instagram like trainers, um, courses, webinars, people you can connect with that will give you prompts that will give you, you know, strategy suggestions. I don't, 
I'm more of a, if it's, if it's feeling good and feeling relevant and it, it meets one of those five topics I mentioned earlier. And for the most part, I get pretty decent engagement. Interestingly enough, I have secured some jobs through IG, but, but neither were for VO, which I found kind of funny. Uh, one was for my uh, shampoo bars that I use. They literally messaged me and we were like, we'd love some selfies to use. I was like, mm, okay, signed a contract. They sent me money, done and done. So it can happen. Um, but again, we also want to be mindful of the audience. So I appreciate when people are sharing the TikTok duets and um, here's what I'm doing in the studio today. But again, let's find a balance because you have to think about who's who do you want to see this? Who do you want to comment? Who do you try and engage with? Because what happens is when you're constantly speaking to your VO community, then you're missing out on the decision makers, right? Not everybody in the VO community is hiring you. In fact, I can think of none. And so therefore we need to be reaching out to the local businesses, the creative directors, the production houses. You know, we want to extend that reach, our audience, uh, beyond just us and family and friends and seeking validation posts versus getting a conversation going. Um, ABJT, I'm, 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 I could talk on this forever. Do you guys want to jump in? Do you have a comment on Instagram? Um, Instagram is something that I've only recently started to use. And again, it's something that I, I don't use on a regular basis, as some of you know, because you messaged me and I got back to you six weeks later, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, I keep my Instagram strictly business. I don't post pictures of my kids, my family, my date nights. I keep all that stuff on Facebook. Instagram is kind of, for me, the middle ground between LinkedIn and Facebook, where a lot of my connections there are VO people, but I also connect with my agents there. I connect with studios there and follow the content that they post there. How about you, AB? Are you doing much on Instagram? Um, I I go back and forth on Instagram because right now I've been focusing my attention. I, I find, and this is something we, I don't know that we have talked about, especially that it's overwhelming to juggle all of the platforms, right? And I get, at Facebook, I don't really worry about as much because I keep that mostly just for social. It doesn't really have any, even though I'm socializing with a lot of voiceover people, it doesn't really have any impact on my business. Instagram, TikTok, um, and LinkedIn, I feel like I still, I struggled to keep them all going at once. And so I find myself leaning more towards one or the other for a while. And I've been away from Instagram for a little while. However, I find Instagram to be a place where creatives live. Producers and, and uh, photographers, video companies, uh, any, of, any creatives, marketers, content marketers, these people are on that platform. And so I, I typically share my videos from TikTok to Instagram in order to kind of capitalize off of both. Um, and I get frustrated with Instagram. I don't feel like I have the same reach. One really great tip somebody gave me um, that I want to I want to work better at utilizing is you can do a search for a specific hashtag like video producer or something, and you'll find the the most recent videos that they have made or the most recent posts that they have made, and then you can send them a message and say, "Hey, I came across your video today about this," and it's fresh in their mind. They just posted it. You're not 
reaching out to them about something that they made eight months ago that lives on their website. It's something they just have in their mind. So it's a really great way to market directly to somebody and tell them with a personal connection, hey, I really liked this thing that you did. So that's kind of one way I would like to be better about using Instagram. Um, So that's my goal, just to share. Yeah. And Nevin said in the comments that he does theme days on Instagram, monologue Monday, tongue twister Tuesday, et cetera. And he sprinkles other things in here and there. And that's, if you can be that organized and that focused, that's a great way to do that too. Uh, And that's also, you know, I, I, again, I don't do this and I'm not a strategic um, poster, but a hundred percent, you know, to your point, Nevin, you could also build these things out, build, create the videos, create the post, create the meme, you know, do, do five in a row on a Saturday, you know, and then you're ready to go for the week. We won't get too in the, yeah, again, too in the weeds on this, but drop in your tips guys, um, in the chat. We, we'd love to hear from you. So before we get to the half hour, I want to also now where I find that for me, Instagram is a really good, happy place. Twitter is, I'm not as good at, I don't think 10 years ago, I got in on the front end and really leveraged it the way I should have. One of the things um, about me is I'm a writer. Um, I have written um, five children's books and I just love to write. And what I found as I was trying to find a lit agent (laughs) before looking for talent agent is a lot of lit agents uh, and publishing companies love to play on Twitter. And so there would be... um, little contests and little opportunities for you to pitch your book and different things like that. And so I was really getting into connecting with a lot of authors, uh, again, lit agents and publishing companies. Well, since transitioning into voiceover, I have also learned that Twitter is where a lot of anime, video game, and animation folks hang out. So once again, guys, doing some research on the different platforms and seeing who your audience is, seeing you know, where they play, where they hang out, where they post, where you can follow and engage with them, be top of mind. Do your research, figure out, you know, who you're trying to connect with. I can tell you, I have actually connected with a lot of authors on uh, Twitter and then found them through Instagram and like literally have become social media friends with them. There's several authors that my kids are um, love and I've connected with them, shared pictures with the kids reading their books. We've met them at Barnes and Noble for signings. And now they'll message me and go, Hey Jen, we're going to be in Arizona. You want to you know, bring the kids out? I mean, like there is, I promise that opportunity for relationship building, which really drives home what we talk about with VO and trying to find clients, engage with clients. The biggest thing I want to tell you is if you are posting to any social media platform with the intent of, I'm going to get a sale, like I'm posting this, this TikTok duet voice challenge thing because this is, I'm going to get found that it's that American Idol syndrome. I just got to do this one video. I just got to post this one thing and I'm going to get found and there goes my career you are going to be sorely, sorely disappointed. When you're active on social media, you're trying to start conversations. You're trying to reach different audiences, different different decision makers who will find you, get to know you. Then they'll learn about what you do and they'll be like, hmm, there's a little, here's a relationship. What comes with relationship? Trust. What comes with trust? You know, it's going to be talent, reliability, and respect. And all of these things happen over time. And now, 
you do, you will start, believe it or not, finding some work through, you know, you can find work through platforms. But if you are just going into the post saying, I booked it, which is great, and I want to cheer you on and support you. But if that's all you're doing, you're not speaking to me. You're not even speaking to decision makers. They're going to be like, cool. What did you do? What, who are you? You know? So anyhow, so being intentional, that's going to be our takeaway from today is being intentional on which platform you're using, who the audience is on that platform, and what can you post or say or share that will engage and start a conversation. All right. It looks like we're at the half hour. Going to do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we're VO Booth Besties. And this is our VO 101 series where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into the voiceover industry. Today, we're talking about using social media to support your VO career. Thank you for joining us and back to the interview. NJ? Uh, there's two more things that I want to comment on quickly, uh, one of which is LinkedIn. Most of you know, uh, but for those of you don't, I'm a huge LinkedIn fan. And yes, I'm going to make my plug because I can. Uh, Voice Tracks West has invited me to do my two-hour LinkedIn webinar called Let's Talk LinkedIn. To that end, LinkedIn is going to be another platform that has a different message and a different audience. I especially like it because I find this is where the decision makers are. People get hung up on LinkedIn. They're like, oh, it's just a business page. Or they go, oh, it's just another social media platform. And I, I disagree because LinkedIn is a search engine first. It's social sharing second. And so you're going to be able to do a lot more research. You're going to be able to connect with a lot more decision makers, people who would hire you. And the messaging is different. So one last time in approaching any and all social media platforms, know who your audience is, what you want them to do with your content. The last thing I'm going to share, A.B., and then I'll turn it over to you, is for me where I'm starting to get worn out is I'm also seeing a lot of unoriginal content. Is that a word, unoriginal? And what that means is you are just literally reposting everyone else's content. There is a time and a place, 100%, but when you are quite literally not crafting anything, any new content, any original content that is you, that is telling us about you, who you are, what you do, what makes you unique, that's also just not going to give you any leverage when you're just posting about other other people, other projects that don't have anything to do with you. The support is amazing, and I absolutely respect that. But again, what's your intention? I want people to get to know me. I want casting directors, production houses. I want those decision makers to find me and get to know me. And if I'm only sharing other people's stuff, um, that can be a really difficult wall to get over. All right, AB, let's go to the chat. So I don't know that we have any specific uh, questions. If I missed one, y'all, please, uh, please add it back in. But I had some questions on some of the advice some other people had dropped. And so I wanted to, for those who are listening later and don't have access to the chat, some of the things that we were talking about is using Canva. Like That's a great one. Yeah, or LinkedIn. And uh, Canva, if you're not used to it, is a free resource. You can pay for it and get a little bit more functionality, but you can pretty much get anything you would need in the free version as well. And um, Nevin Stoltz said that he batch creates a bunch of posts once or twice a week and then just posts them as needed. 
and that he doesn't use a scheduler to do it. There are schedulers out there, but they all cost. And so he said he just makes them and I'm assuming he leaves them in his like drafts folder and then just uploads them or not uploads, uh, makes them live as he gets to them. And I was listening to some advice this week that suggested to just block out on your schedule a section of time, like two hours a week that it, you know you're going to be freshest. And the the example that they used was if you're a person that's a morning person and 5 a.m. is when you are fresh of mind, that's when you would schedule that two-hour block of time and schedule all your social media posts for the week. If you're a person like me who does better at night, that might be 11 o'clock at night and you schedule it then and you work then. But um, put something on your calendar and pick a platform and start working on it. So let's see what else we've got. Um, Chris Johnson says, fantastic point about seeking work from individual posts. I think decision makers can sniff that out and you don't want to come off like a used car salesman. Oh, he just said car salesman, but definitely not like a used car salesman. And it's so true, you guys, that those posts that are like, they're just obvious posts, hire me to do your job. And I think that there needs to be a balance. Like, you know, JT, you said you only use Instagram for your business stuff. I kind of prefer a hybrid with my social media where I post some personal things and some business things so that they get to know me a little bit. Um, but you can't hit them over the head with it, right? Like don't add in the line. And by the way, hire me to do all of your projects, right? Like just engage, engage. Uh, let's see what else have we got you guys. Oh, yeah. Someone said Camille Kenward suggested getting advice from a social media manager. You can absolutely reach out to a social media manager. Um, I know that uh, Jen does, NJ does coach people on their social media and on their branding. Um, if you want to reach out to her, she doesn't not advertise that. But if you're a bestie, I am certain she would help you out. Let's see. What else have we got? Let me Fuck. jump in too. Also, yeah, guys, don't feel like you have to use someone in the voiceover industry. I have done videos on this before. There are like 16-year-olds who are crushing it <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. Go out of the circle, guys. You don't, it, it, this is a strategy, it, it, you know, if, if that's what you're interested in learning about. It is not exclusive to voiceover. So I encourage people all the time to get on YouTube, find out what other people are doing, again, unrelated to voiceover. Because remember, the minute you listen to the voiceover strategy person, well, then all of a sudden you're going to see all the thing. You're going to see every voice actor who listened doing the exact same thing. And then you kind of, you know, no longer, you're no longer original, right? In your content. So look to other people outside of the voiceover industry who are talking about social media and, and strategies and it's memes, it's videos, it's gifts, it's carousels, it's YouTube shorts. Like it's just continuously evolving. So um, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, I'm, you know, happy to touch base with you guys, but there's a lot of great people out there that can also support you. Camille also said, Camille Kenward, she said, follow your people. So the people that are local to you, your insurance guy, your, you know, your plumber, like follow the people that are around you too, because they can be great people to network with and to develop real relationships with. It's not just, you know, like NJ just said, it's not just about the VO community. And you never know. I mean, one of my favorite stories is a LinkedIn story where um, I made a connection with someone who had absolutely nothing to do with the voiceover community. And we talked back and forth a few times. He thought my job was interesting. I shared some of his posts for him. And a year later, 
he had a friend who was hiring a voice actor and he listened to the video and was like, wow, that's terrible. You should hire my friend. And I ended up getting a paid job out of it. So it's not all about the work. It's about the connections. And sometimes those genuine, real connections lead to work. And that's great. It's just a bonus then, right? Like it's, it's just a great side effect. But that supports the, what I said earlier, guys, is don't go into a post thinking it's going to land you the job. Like it needs to be just what AB said. It needs to be that connection opportunity. Hey, I'm like you. You're like me. Hey, we're both creatives. Hey, you know, and building it from there. It just can't be this instant gratification thing. And I know we all want work and I know we want everybody in the world to know what we do and to hire us. I know the expression, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I would argue the same thing applies to how you're posting on socials. Yeah, I'm seeing some uh, recommendations for Heidi Dean. She's a social pro that works with actors. She posts tons of great tips and info. So that's somebody you might want to follow. Someone said Rochelle Simpson posts great stuff on LinkedIn. Um, One thing I think that's important to point out is that it does feel overwhelming at times. And that, and it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to say this, especially if you're not used to social media, right? If you're not using social media regularly, you may be like, I just don't know where to begin. And maybe you've tried Instagram and you've tried Facebook and you've tried LinkedIn and you're like, they just didn't work for me, right? They just, that, those just didn't work for me. I listened to a great podcast this morning. It's called, um, Girl Means Business. It's not a VO podcast. It's a marketing business podcast. It's a great one. I highly recommend it. And she talked about not half digging holes in your yard. And the example that she gave was, um, if someone came to your door and said, you can have a million dollars, there's a million dollars big buried in three different places in your yard. And all you have to do is dig it up. There's a shovel there waiting for you. You just have to go do it, but you only have one hour. You have, or whatever's the set of time, amount of time and you got to do it quick. So you go out and you start digging a hole and you hit rocks and you're like, oh, uh, this got hard. Um, I'm going to try that hole. And you move over to the other hole and the same thing happens. You hit something that's hard and you're like, oh, I, I'll, I'll have better success over here. And you move over to the next one and you start working on that one. And before you know it, the time's up and you didn't accomplish any of, you didn't reach your million dollars. You never reached your success, your business success, which would be what the million dollars represents because you're constantly moving from one thing to the other, trying to find what works. So the goal was pick one hole and dig it until you reach your goal and don't try to do all of the things. So if you really want to learn Instagram and focus in on Instagram, focus in and dial in on Instagram and find how that works for you until you feel like you've achieved success there. Then move to LinkedIn and work on LinkedIn, achieve success there. If it works for you, if it jives for you, if you hate LinkedIn, try TikTok. You know, you, you, that's, that's really the goal here is finding where we feel we get bringing it back to what NJ said at the beginning. What brings you joy? That's a great analogy. I love that story that you shared. It is so often, yeah, because we want that instant gratification, we go into things and we're like, I posted for five days straight and just nothing, or I only got one view. And I've had people reach out to me, Jen, what do I, you know, I I posted this video and I spent time on it and, and nobody said anything. Well, again, guys, it takes time. You need to find your audience. They, you know, these algorithms, I, gosh, they're, they're a beast. (laughs) Like, let's be real. But 
the key is you can't go into it like I'm just going to do this one awesome thing. And some people call it post and ghost. So another part of it is, is once you do decide to start posting on social media, you got to go back and be present. If you do ask the question and you start getting engagement and you just let people comment and you don't engage back, you are really shooting yourself in the foot. That's the other part is don't overwhelm yourself with too many platforms. Focus on one, two, three, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's twice a week, but then you've got to put the work in and go back and engage it. And it helps your reach. That's, that's how it works. It's how you, I always call it playing the game. Some people say doing the dance, but I say it's how you play the game. So if you're going to, you know, you're going to start posting and don't, don't expect all of a sudden these grand results after two weeks. And, and also just like a workout, just like getting in shape. If you go too hard, too fast, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. You're not going to sustain what you're trying to do. So all day long, give yourself, you know, some time to build up to it again, If you're two times a week, great, but do it two times a week consistently. Uh, Also, you've heard this before, but if you haven't, guys, another opportunity is for you is to whatever you post today, don't post it. Don't post the same thing everywhere today. Take that post and post it on Facebook and then use that same post, but do it on a different day. You know, there, there's not a time stamp on on posts. Like you don't have to prove <laughs> when the thing happened. So you can actually spread out, build a few posts, and then spread them out on the different platforms throughout the week. I was just going to say, you know, how do you feel about using the same post on multiple platforms? And how do you think that's effective? Well, I think the other thing, which I've already said a million times already, is, cha- is who's your audience? So for me to post... Like, okay, I'll give you a great, I'll just give you a great example. This morning I post a, I posted a video of my son, Avery, solving a U- Rubik's cube. He has ADHD and he gets fixated on the different things that he masters it. And he moves on to the next thing. Uh, if anyone else can relate. And so oh, while I was gone at the conf- the WOVO conference over the weekend, he was like, yep, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And so on the way to school, I sh- you know, there's the post. Uh, I did a little video while he was um, solving the Rubik's cube. I probably can post that to Inst. I probably will post that to Instagram, but the messaging might be different, right? But also I'm not going to share that on LinkedIn. I mean, because my audience, my, you know, my decision makers, although kind, and I'm sure many of them are parents are like, "Ah, I don't really see what relevance this has. Once again, what do I want them to say? What do I want that conversation to look like? And all it would be is like, oh, cool your son solved a Rubik. Like we're not getting a conversation going. And so to your, you know, back to your question, JT, sure, use similar things, but change the messaging. Um, I posted uh, that I got a new, that I got T-Mobile as a new client and I posted it on Facebook as kind of a just celebratory, like everybody, you know, again, intentionally, hey guys, I got this new client. It was awesome. And people would, congratulations. And that's all it was. There really was no conversation. There wasn't, how did you book them? Or what did you say? Or what did that feel? You know, that didn't happen. But when I posted it on Instagram, I changed the messaging to be more like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm a T-Mobile customer and this is so cool. And, you know, look what happened. And T-Mobile commented. Now, 
did I pretty much freak out? Yeah, pretty much. But so cool. It was so cool. Um, but but again, that doesn't always happen. So you got to be mindful. That's why I said I'm really I am mindful about tagging and hash uh, tagging businesses and people and and um, hashtags on Instagram. But then you go put something like that on LinkedIn. Once again, it's gonna fall flat because like not nobody cares, but nobody cares, and there wasn't a conversation there that you know. So I want people to engage. I want people to talk. So. If you're going to use similar posts, change the messaging because you're going to have a different audience on each platform. That's what I was just going to say. If you were going to post the Rubik's Cube on LinkedIn, maybe you would change the messaging to look what you can accomplish when you really set your mind to it. Love it. And ask the question, what are you working toward? What's your accomplishment? What's your goal? I It really is. Love it. That's perfect, guys. Keep going. It really is all about knowing your audience. And then that your audience is going to be different on different platforms. Because even though creatives live on Instagram, they're not there doing business. They're there having fun. It's more social. It's more sharing. It's more collaboration. It's less, it's less business, right? And so your, your audience might be the same people, but the messaging is different because their mindset is different on a different platform. You are absolutely nailing it. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely perfect. Guys, do you do we have any other questions or any other relevant? I know the chat has been amazing, Alicia. Like it's well, we've got over eighty <laughs> over eighty eight comments. Do you have anything else to? Yeah, I wanted to add. Um, so Samantha, I'm I'm gonna say this wrong, Samantha, and I'm sorry, Philial, Philial. I'm Southern, so I want it to be like Philial. But um, Samantha said that even her lawyer was interested in her work. So it brings up a good point. Like when we're connecting with the people we talk about, um, that we talk to, go find them on Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, and talk to people, have conversations in real life and carry those conversations online. And, and then that creates a connection. Um, one of the, one of the things I also heard about in one of the marketing podcasts I was listening to today is she says, some people just connect to connect, right? And by connect, they don't use that to mean like, actual genuine connection. It's, they just want as many people in their network as possible. And they're attending local business networking and online networking. And they're, they're adding people on Instagram. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen some of these follow for follow posts where they're like, I'll follow you if you follow me. There's no genuine connection that comes from that. So if you find ways to utilize your social media to genuinely connect with people, not only is it going to help you grow your business, it just makes you feel better. And at the end of the day, we want to be doing things that make us happy and add value to our life. And if we can do that through our social media, then it's going to have a benefit to our business as well. That's fantastic. JT, do you have something else? No, I mean, back to the the connections, especially on LinkedIn, businesses that you might want to work with, connect with them, follow them. If you're not going to have an intelligent comment that is going to, you know, don't just say, oh, that was interesting. That's not benefiting you, especially on LinkedIn. (laughs) I'm famous for saying I love it. And that's so bad. Like it doesn't help. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't add any value. But I'm like, I don't want to just do a like button. I want to say something. But NJ's challenged me to go beyond that and not just say, I love this, but say why you love it. Why does it resonate with you? Why do you connect to it? If somebody posts a video or somebody posts an article or a blog post, if you haven't actually watched it or read it, don't comment. 
you can give it a, an emoji, give it a thumbs up, celebrate it. But if you haven't actually engaged with their content, don't comment. <laughs> Inevitably, the ending will not match the headline. Like, I don't know how many times that's happened to you guys, but if you don't actually, I, that is such a fantastic point, JT. If you don't actually check it out and read to the end, you may be commenting on the headline only and it has nothing to do with with the article. Right. And it just makes it so disingenuous. Yes. And when you actually engage and you say something intelligent based on what they've posted, it means so much more. Dory said that um, she's been trying to engage with posts made by fellow artists on several platforms and it's a wonderful feeling. And it really is. It really is the goal, right? Yeah. Christy Spadafore every now and then will post a a song. She has a beautiful voice. She plays guitar. She plays piano. Like she plays all these things. And I love to listen to her videos. Like I, I like to watch them and I will comment on it at the end of the song. Don't watch it for three seconds and be like, wow, that's great. It's again, just very disingenuous and mean it if you say it. So just like in our voiceovers, right? Be yes. Authentic. Yes. If you're not authentic, people are going to sniff it out and eventually they're going to not engage with you, which is not what you want. That's anti-social platform. (laughs) They will unfollow. And then when you do have something awesome to say or something relevant to say, they've already tuned out because they're looking at you like you're just plastic. Yeah. And one more thing I think that it's when we're talking about social media, that's so important to point out is that you need to make sure that your messaging that you're putting out there to the world matches the brand. And we haven't talked a lot about branding, but what image you want to put out to the world. If you want, so for example, my uh, social media and all, all of my uh, my website says warm, friendly, and genuine. And I'm not describing my voice. I feel like I'm trying to describe who I am to the world, right? So if I go out and then say, oh, that was such a stupid comment. I can't believe you said that. And and I'm cursing and being rude to people, which I don't, I don't think I could do. <laughs> but if I did, it wouldn't match and it would be, it would be glaring and it would, it would be disingenuous to who I am as a person. I um, quite literally unfriended someone today and unfollowed their group because of some of the things that they post. They just, every time I read them, they made me uncomfortable because they were so antagonistic toward other people. And it, it, those kinds of things hurt my heart and I just couldn't follow them anymore. So I, I'm always conscious of is what I'm putting out there, who I am inside and does it match what I want people to know about me as a person? And I think that's a great way to wrap this up, A.B., because we really didn't get into branding. But a lot of um, certainly, you know, this is VO 101. So newer folks and even folks who've only been in the, you know, working for a few years kind of don't know who they're branding, what their branding is specifically, but they know who they are. And we're always using that term authenticity, you know, just be you. So when you when you have these moments of overwhelm, we're like, God, and I, somebody said it in there, you have this analysis paralysis. I don't know what to post. Go back to the educate, motivate, challenge, inspire, and entertain. Because those kinds, gearing things towards that, and again, it doesn't have to be, you know, a a PhD thesis, guys. Like, let's keep it simple. Um, I'm going to post, oh, I just, I forgot to tell you guys. So you're going to hear about this for the first time too. A phenomenal, this is what I'm talking about, somebody who has nothing to do with VO and who also is um, in Britain, in fact, she's British. 
she shared in her newsletter, because I, I signed up for her newsletter, a total like bingo square. I mean, like this this checkerboard of ideas to post about, like prompts. It's brilliant. So I'm going to post that in the VOBB Facebook group today. And her name is Leah Turner. She gets full credit for this. I don't take any of the credit for it, except that she sent it out in her newsletter and it's brilliant. And this could be just what you need to kind of get you, get you going. But I would just say if something's funny, you know, you could easily just be like, this thing happened to me today, or I came across this meme and boy, does it resonate with me? Does it resonate with you? I know we overthink and we also get scared when we put it out there, when we get no reactions, we don't get any comments, but it's just going to be taking your time and let it build because as people start to get to know you and your content, they're going to reach back to your old content. They're going to see other things you've posted. And then maybe you'll start, you know, seeing likes and shares and, and comments from earlier stuff. So also like AB said in her analogy about, you know, digging for rocks and you feel like you're stuck, don't start deleting stuff either. Just let it live. If it's you and it was relevant to you at the time, you thought it was funny, you thought it was inspirational, you thought you know, people could use this information, leave it, just leave it. Okay. Someone wasn't able to post in the chat, but they sent us a back channel message. It's Michelle Falanga. And she wanted to know about YouTube shorts and we didn't cover YouTube shorts. And that is one great way to get engagement. She said, I put up video related clips, but the quirky weird stuff, like me talking to my plastic dog, because I can't commit to a real pet because I need quiet, got 10,000 views. So she said, I wonder if any engagement is still good or if those new followers will fall off. And that's when you, any engagement is good. Keep, keep engaging, keep posting and have fun with it. And you just never know what is going to be the thing that takes off. Like NJ did a Thank you. weird, cool yoga thing and got like a bajillion views. Yeah. Yep. Had nothing to do with anything, B.O., it was just fun. I did a yoga challenge and guys, I have had over 2 million views and, and, and people go, Ooh, what happens when you go viral? Cause that's the other thing, right? You also, some people try to post with the intent of going viral. And let me just tell you, even at 2 million views, guess what happened? Nothing. Nada. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody was calling me to start, you know, um, they weren't sponsored, you know, sending me yoga gear. It was just a fun thing I did and it got feet and away it went. Now, another, one last thing that you guys can do as well. And this is something that, um, JT and AB and I do is in, in addition to having like accountability groups, this is specifically for VO, build some friendships that where you can, some relationships where like when I make a LinkedIn post, I'll just send them a text and I'll be like, Hey, I made a LinkedIn post. I'm not telling them they have to do anything with it, but sometimes things just need to get feet. I say that all the time. We just need to get some traction. And sometimes just a like or a comment gets it going. So if you kind of feel stuck and you're like, okay, it's been like an hour and like crickets, reach out to your mom. I don't care, whatever. <laughs> just have somebody like or comment on it. And then usually that can get the ball rolling. So having kind of just some social media peeps. Now I'm not talking about make a group and all of a sudden all, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all, all your VO people are commenting. They'll see through that too. But if you just need like, just kind of send a little, a little poke and be like, Hey, can you just, you know, go over and swing by and just say a little something just to kind of get it going. So nothing Text one of us. We'll always, we'll always pop in. We're always well, happy to pop in. So to, to end this up, to, to wrap this up. So we did not talk about YouTube and we did not talk about TikTok, 
But why is that AB? We are going to be talking about TikTok next week. So join us next Thursday at one o'clock and we'll be taking it a little more. Yep. And meanwhile, be sure to connect with each of us on LinkedIn. Join the VO Booth Besties Facebook group. And as we talked about, we're on Instagram. So if you want to connect there, go ahead. Replays are all available to listen to on our website, boothbesties.com, on YouTube podcasts, or anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Please be sure to share your comments, like, and subscribe. You can also sign up for the VO Booth Besties Monday newsletter. We'll let you know what's coming up in the week ahead, and you'll find discounts from our affiliate partners there as well. And that's just through the contact sheet on boothbesties.com. And we're excited to share that on Monday, our guest speaker will be Rob Simpaglia. Rob will join us to discuss the legal side of VO, so you're not going to want to miss it. And then again, next Thursday, we're talking about TikTok. So we're going to have some content creators, and we're going to talk about how they're using the platform as part of their VO business. And we are so appreciative of each of you and your engagement and being part of this. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. VO Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.